we're back. The Game Day Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Chase Clem alongside my good friend, Justin Gambrell. Justin, what have you got for us this week? A lot to cover. Oh, yeah, absolutely. A a big weekend of sports this weekend. Uh, Saw a lot of great games. Uh, Some games uh, not so great. Uh, I actually have a special guest for you this week. Uh, do, do you want the guest now or do you want them later? I want the guest right now. I want to Okay. Know. Well, conveniently, um, I actually have the Tennessee Vols here with us today. Oh, really? Wait, what's that? What? Oh, man. They no-showed just like they no-showed the second half against Georgia this Saturday. Oh, what's that? In a, in a related story, you just have to find a new co-host. See everybody. <laughs> A, uh, a definitely a tough one for the Vols. Uh, had to be feeling good after that first half, and then the second half happened. Hey, what about just feeling good after the first play? They snap it over the over the quarterback's head, and we fall on it, and then just pandemonium. And um, you have the lead at half, and even when Georgia kicks those two field goals in the second half, you still kind of you can feel it slipping away a little bit, and then. Um, then it was back to being a Vol fan after that. You know, it really feels like with this Tennessee team that they're just waiting for something to go wrong. And when it does, it's over, in the words of Mark Clam. All I'm um, saying is, in the words of Zach Brazil, Butch Jones beat Georgia year three. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, the results seem to be very, very similar uh, as we continue down this path where Jeremy Pruitt can lead a team that takes care of business against, you know, your Missouri's of the world, um, your Arkansas's of the world, teams like that. Um, But it seems like in those big games, they really struggle to get things done, especially to close things out. Yeah, especially when when your O-line allows your uh, the Vols, they rush for negative one yards. A week after you pump up up the O-line is the next big thing, TVA and – you're running segments on local sports talk. Uh, you know, what are we going to name this this O line? I bet it'd be a completely different set of names this week if they ran the same segment. Um, but yeah, it's 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 year three, the Pruitt era era, and I'm a big fan of Jeremy Pruitt. But eventually, you have to start winning uh, those Georgia, Florida, Alabama games, and that's something he said at his press conference. That's what you're that's what you're judged on at the University of Tennessee, and so far, it's not been good. Yeah, you got to think, and especially a year like this where, um, and we'll talk about this some a little bit later, about upsets uh, in college football. You felt like they could build some momentum. They had uh, a really good game against Missouri. Hopefully, they could have you know, built that up, taken that into the game, and they did for a little bit, but it seemed like, um, I don't know if this is just a Jeremy Pruitt thing, but Georgia made the adjustments in the second half, and it seemed like Tennessee just did the exact same thing. And that's what insanity is, Gambrell, doing the same thing, even though it's not working. And what's sad about this is that he deserves probably a lot of blame in the game, but Garantano's just going to get hammered throughout the week. And I'm not sure if it's uh, fair for him to receive all the blame for Saturday's performance. Yeah, just it seemed like he was running for his life there in the second half, and they could just they couldn't get anything going, especially in the run game. Um, so you got to turn around, play against Kentucky this week. We'll talk about that more on Thursday. 
Uh, our next big story of the week, uh, and this one happened last night. The Lakers and LeBron James, Chase's favorite athlete, win the NBA Finals. Uh, shut and coming back to shut out the Miami Heat. Really, the Heat were never in this game last night. Um, so LeBron gets the win. Anthony Davis gets a ring. Uh, Deion Waiters would have got a ring either way because he had played for the Heat during the season and played for the Lakers uh, in the playoffs. Uh, but Lakers with a big win, uh, it seemed like it was inevitable. Jimmy Butler just couldn't pull off another big game. Uh, and so the Lakers get the rings. Yeah, Gambrell, the inventor of basketball and all things good, LeBron James, picks up his fourth NBA championship. Um, Lakers tie the Celtics with 17 overall championships. And um, just like you said, last night I was watching it. We were carving pumpkins and kids were running around everywhere. And I flipped the game on and the Heat were, were almost down 30 points at, at one given time. I don't think they, they just didn't have the guys to 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 run with the Lakers. Uh, so props to them. Um, you kind of feel the Kobe essence around the game. You know, this one's for Kobe. Um, so good, good for the Lakers, and uh, so just sad to see the NBA over for the season. Yeah, I, I think it was a, a much higher level of competition, especially in the bubble. Uh, it didn't have as much wear and tear. So, uh, props to the NBA for pulling it off. They got through it. Uh, it seems like Major League Baseball is going to do the same. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. Um, but, yeah, congrats to the Lakers. Uh, Heat put up a heck of a fight. Uh, congrats to LeBron, Anthony Davis, and the crew out there in Los Angeles. Uh, our third story is not just one story. It's uh, We're tying it all in with the NFL here. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? Would you like to talk about Dak Prescott, uh, the Falcons making changes or COVID mania running wild on the NFL. Give me COVID mania, the Tennessee Titans, the, the Patriots, give me COVID. Okay. So, uh, the NFL sent out a league memo yesterday morning, uh, about schedule changes, uh, in the upcoming weeks. Here are the schedule changes they sent out. Broncos and Patriots are going to play next Sunday. The Chiefs and the Bills are going to switch from Thursday to Monday. The Jets and Dolphins game moves from week 10 to week 6. The Jets and Chargers game moves from week 6 to week 11. The Jaguars and Chargers game moves from week 8 to week 7. The Chargers and Broncos game moves from week 11 to week 8. The Chargers and Dolphins game moves from week 7 to week 10. And the Dolphins and Broncos game moves from week 6 to week 11. I don't even know what you just said. <laughs> uh, and that's just, we've made it uh, four weeks now, essentially. Um, and you've already got people moving schedules around like this, where like a team like the Chargers, is they've already had four games moved. I just, I don't see how... They're going to have to add in an extra bye week or maybe two weeks at the end of the year to, to schedule some of these games. Because at this point, I don't know if they're going to get through it. Yeah, they may have to tack on a couple of extra weeks just to get the the season in. And you can't foresee who's going to get – what team is going to test positive, who's going to need to cancel games, how they're going to affect other teams and, and who they play and when they play them. 
So it's it's going to be difficult. I hate to be the person that's making those changes. It's obviously tough, and like you like you read, it seems comical to some extent. Um, I, saw, I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but there's that good gif of Dennis Rodman pointing and talking and going on about here, here, and there, and you play here and you play there, and that's that's kind of what they're doing right now in the NFL. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a lot of moving and shaking. I feel bad for. Uh, a lot of the people who coordinate, like the travel for teams, uh, finding hotels, things like that, uh, it's just it'll really be a mess throughout the rest of the season. But this is kind of the tax that you pay for for playing in a situation where you know there's a pandemic going on. Uh, you just you have to be flexible. Um, so our next big thing, uh, Dak Prescott goes down with a gruesome injury uh, yesterday. Uh, it was especially brutal considering, you know, he's a, on a one-year deal, uh, doesn't have his uh, his extension done. You don't know if Jerry Jones is going to come up big for him or let him go to free agency. Uh, Andy Dalton comes in afterwards, leads him on a uh, comeback to get a, the win for the Cowboys, but you got to feel bad for Dak Prescott. Yeah, and you could see him uh, when he was getting carted off the field. I mean, he was he was crying. Um, and not because it's a contract year. I doubt that was the furthest thing from his mind, but um, just the way he plays the game and uh, how much he cares for his teammates and just the, the tenacity with which he plays, um, it was just, just a crushing blow for the Cowboys. Uh, good for Andy Dalton coming in and getting the victory. Uh, but you know Jerry Jones will find a way to screw this up. And it just stinks because this was kind of a make-or-break year for Dak. Uh, you know, he's trying to get paid. He's trying to get that big contract. Um, so we'll just have to see what happens in the future for Dak. Yeah, I got to imagine that, that either way, if Dak goes to free agency, I'm sure there's going to be a team out there that'll give him the money the way he's playing. And then the Cowboys are going to be left with whatever is remaining down there. And it could get, could get a lot worse before it gets better. Uh, And speaking of getting worse, can't get much worse for the Falcons. They are defeated this year. They have not won a game. Uh, They have collapsed several times. And then Sunday, uh, they looked like a disaster against the Carolina Panthers. Matt Ryan looked awful. Uh, And so Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov both get fired, the head coach and GM. Uh, It felt like it was a long time coming in Atlanta ever since the Super Bowl collapse. It just seems like it's gone downhill from there. Maybe they can hire Mike Leach again, bro. I have enough to talk about Mike Leach later on. Yeah, you're right. The Falcons, though, they're they're just struggling. Thank God for the Atlanta Braves, or Atlanta would just be, as a whole, would just be in, in real big trouble. Um, it was time for both of them to go. Uh, they obviously couldn't get it done, and when you can't get it done and you're getting paid that much money, you got to go, baby. Yeah, Dan Quinn's big mistake was they brought him in as a defensive guru, uh, and his defense has been awful while he's been there. Uh, the first few years, he got lucky. His offensive coordinator was Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan left to take the 49ers job, and the offense has just been awful. After that, there's only so much you can rely on people like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones. So they make the change. Um obviously they'll probably have a an interim like they did in Houston uh, with Romeo Cornell taking over down there for Bill O'Brien. Uh, but I, I have to imagine there'll be more changes 
coming later on in the NFL. Uh, moving on, speaking of the Atlanta Braves, uh, our championship series are set in both leagues. Uh, and which of these are, are you more excited for? Are you more excited uh, for what's going on out in the West or what we've got here in the East? You know, I just – I got to pull for my Braves. I just – they're just going to struggle. Um, I just think they're going to struggle in their matchup with the Dodgers. Um, it's going to be tough for them to come out of that and make it to the World Series. But um, as long as the Astros get eliminated, as long as they don't win the World Series um, and the Braves give them a good run in their series, I think I'm going to be fine. My brother Riley might have a different story to, to, to tell when it's all over, but um, the Braves have performed well this year, so I'm pretty pleased with their performance. Of course, I'll be ready to fire the entire staff after they're eliminated, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, you got to imagine that there are, um, there are fans of Atlanta, there are fans of the Dodgers, there's Houston fans, there's Tampa Bay fans, then there's everybody else who is just fans again for whoever's playing Houston. Um, so if, if Houston can, can bounce back, they lost yesterday. Um, but if they can bounce back and win this series, Atlanta or Los Angeles, whoever goes to the, the, um, championship, you got to imagine they're all going to be rooting against Houston here. Yes. And also thank God the Yankees got eliminated. I'd have to say that on air for for Zach for Zach Brazil, who claimed that he was for literally anybody remaining except the Braves. All right, um, so that gets gets us done with our uh, top stories this week. Let's go ahead and shift into stock up and stock down. Uh, Chase, who has your stock up for this week? Well, we we touched on him a little bit earlier, and I'm just going to give him credit because he deserves it. He's one of the best NBA players of all time. Stock up for LeBron James, who won his fourth NBA championship and is just the the leader, him and Anthony Davis, on that Lakers team. Um, he's, he's up there um, as arguably the greatest player of all time. A lot of people say – that he's not a lot of people say that he is but he is in that conversation and we don't need to beat that dead horse about him versus jordan so stock up for my for not michael jordan goodness for lebron james my second and probably let's go with my final stock up for the day is alex smith now if you know who alex smith is he's quarterback for the former washington redskins now current washington football team about two years ago, he suffered just one of the uh, worst leg injuries as a quarterback that you've ever seen in NFL history. I think it's over 20 surgeries, maybe closer to 30 from an infection that he that, that he got and they couldn't get rid of. Um, he made his NFL return today. Um, not sure he had any you know big stats or big touchdown passes. I didn't see it. I'm not going to act like I know. But uh, just the, the recovery – uh, a lot of people thought he would never play football again or shouldn't play football again. I mean, he had his whole family there. They give him a standing ovation. Just a really good feel, good, good story, and you hope that he has uh, success on the field uh, as he continues his career. And that are my two stock-ups for this episode. Yeah, a lot of people um, about Alex Smith, they said that he probably should have won Comeback Player of the Year even if he didn't get into a single game. Correct. 
Uh, he could definitely see that after after such a brutal injury, and he kind of felt bad yesterday, you know, um, watching the the Washington game, and Kyle Allen just gets demolished, uh, and then you know he's he gets brutally injured, and then unfortunately Alex Smith comes in, um, and you know everyone's happy about it, but still seeing um, seeing basically the the starter get killed out there uh it, it really was a, a wide range of emotions uh from from the the kind of let down of seeing the quarterback go down and then alex smith's comeback so uh we'll see if alex smith sticks around and he continues to be the starter um dwayne haskins seems like he's on the outs up there so it could be alex smith's job here for a little bit Gambro, give me your give me your stock down. You told me you were pretty wound up about a few things. What's uh, <laughs> what's uh, you got a lot of problems with with some people? Uh, okay, so so my my first stock down. Uh, I'm not as fired up about this one. It's it is what it is. Uh, sports officiating has been brutal lately. I, I don't know what it is. Whether whether you turn it into a baseball game. And the strike zone is ridiculous. By the way, robot umps now. I'm fine with it. So many of these umpires wear their hearts on their sleeves. Uh, they're looking for fights. They're trying to make themselves parts of the game, which the the best officials uh, are the ones that you never notice. You shouldn't there. know an umpire's name or an official. Go ahead. That is correct. We do not need to know Cowboy Joe West. We don't need to know that he makes country music. TV Ted. Um, yeah, it's the the officials that you know usually are the ones that terrify you. And they have for whatever reason, it just seems like they've been especially bad recently. Uh I don't know if it's just, you know, you've got so much other things on your mind, but sports officials have been particularly brutal lately. Hopefully that's that gets better as it goes on, but who knows? Uh, my second stock down, the New York Yankees. You spend all that money. You build what you think is the perfect team. You give Garrett Cole all that money. And what? You don't even make it to the American League Championship Series? Pathetic showing. Trash. It, it's just brutal. Um you know, they their team is really good. Their lineup is probably the best lineup in all of baseball. And yet, here they are sitting with the remaining uh, teams that aren't in the championship series. They just paid more for their team. Um, so the Yankees, it's just, yeah, I, I would say I hate to see it, but I don't. I love to see it. Uh, the Yankees are always one of those teams that most people root about or root against. Uh, and if you don't root against them, you're either from New York or a bandwagon yeah, fan. Yeah, Alabama football and the L.A. Lakers and the New York Yankees. I'm sure they're a big Duke, Duke basketball, Alabama football, Yankees, and Lakers fan. It's just who I grew up liking, guys. <laughs> All right. My number one stock down, as I have mentioned several times, let's talk about the fraud Mike Leach. <laughs> you know how many points Mike Leach's offense scored on Saturday, Chase? How many points did their offense score? Yes. Uh, that'd be a big zero. 
Oh, that's correct. I scored as many points sitting on my couch watching football on Saturday as Mississippi State did playing Kentucky. Their defense got two points, so congratulations to them. Maybe their defense uh, is the, the one that's changing the game now, not the offense. I have said this from day one. Mike Leach is an innovator for one week, and then when he has to make adjustments, it never works out. For anyone out there listening, you have to understand, Mississippi State fans, if there is some poor Mississippi State fan listening to this podcast, it doesn't get any better. It doesn't change. Each week he's going to go out there, and your quarterback's going to throw for like 500 yards with six interceptions, right? and you're going to lose, and you're going to be upset, and you're going to think, man, that offense was, was really exciting, though, to watch. And that's it every week. You're going to watch an exciting offense, and you're going to lose. Mike Leach is a huge fraud. I hope you all understand that. he benched the starting quarterback during that game, too, Gambrell. Oh, yeah. He he benched him because the quarterback's the problem, not your antiquated system of air raid that doesn't really work. Dang. But let me tell you who is not a fraud. And that is our friends at Shelter Insurance. Tell us a little bit about Shelter, Chase. For all your insurance needs, seek Shelter today. Shelter Insurance is your local one-stop shop for all your insurance needs. Whether it be auto, motorcycle, renters, life, business, or much more, give your local Shelter Insurance agent a call today. Mark Clem at 865-354-3504. Or go visit him at 1318 North Gateway Avenue, right above the Sonic in Rockwood, Tennessee. Seek shelter today. All right, we're back here with fact or fiction. Going to go through three statements, discuss whether we agree or disagree on those topics. Um, Chase will lay out his uh, belief system here, and I'll lay out mine. We'll talk about who's right and who's wrong. So let's get into it. I have a very complex belief system. Go ahead. Do you? We will uh, we'll break that down as we go go through these here. Um, all right, so fact or fiction number one. In college football, upsets aren't really upsets anymore. Uh, you saw a bunch of teams that were higher up lose this weekend, but my entire thought process through the entire thing was, you know, I mean like Florida lost and uh, some of those higher up teams lost, but the, ultimately I was like, did it really feel like an upset? Was it anything different than than what we see in a normal game? So uh, my belief are upsets aren't really upsets anymore. What do you think? I think for this year, I think that's a fact, Gambrill. I was actually thinking about that the other day. I saw you tweet it out, and it made me think back to some of our gambling picks. If you're catching a bunch of points, um, the way things are going this year, um, you take the points because you never know when the upset can occur. Um, you saw Missouri, which I, it's, I it was an upset for them. I think as the season plays out, it'll prove not to be much of one. But Missouri upsets um, LSU. You saw uh, Kentucky, who was only getting two points. No, who was only favored by two. You know, they blow out Mississippi State. You just never know. Uh, you know, you think Tennessee is going to – you think they've, you know, made that next step. They have it. You just never know with some of these games who's covering, who's not, who's going to be in it. And you saw uh, Arkansas 
gave Auburn a run for their money. They, uh, you know, they got robbed in that game. Um, so a lot of stuff just up in the air this season, and it seems like anything can happen. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with you there. Just it, now, considering that it seemed like Texas A&M had about a hundred thousand people in their stadium uh, for that Florida game, but twenty five percent capacity. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. I've also got twenty five percent capacity in my stomach too. I'll All right, twenty five percent. Go ahead. <laughs> All right, your second fact or fiction. Alabama and Clemson are the top two teams in college football, and it's not close. I'll go with fact on that. I'll go with fact. You know, uh, Clemson blows out the highly touted U. The U is not the U. The U will probably never be the U of old. The U with swag and the U that, you know, Michael Irvin. Um, That game, in hindsight, should have been one of our uh, guaranteed picks that I'm sure we'll discuss later on. Um, But I'm going to say Alabama and Clemson are your top two teams. But I'm also, like we said, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of them go down. Yeah, it just seems like, um, you know, those two teams, they took, well, Alabama took Ole Miss's best shot the other day, and Bama still ended up winning by double digits. Um, I, I just have to imagine that, I mean, and when you look at it, the teams that Alabama are playing now, LSU does not look good. Uh, Arkansas looks improved, but do you really think they're going to be that much of a challenge? I think Alabama may have already played their toughest game. The toughest except, game may have been Ole Miss. I mean, big, big Lane Kiffin, you know, they were in it. When's the last time Alabama had to score 61 points to win a ball game? Yeah, it's uh, it was pretty shocking. But you know, if if I'm a Georgia fan, uh, I've got to be a little hesitant about next Saturday because you know that Alabama just basically took Ole Miss's best shot and still ended up winning big. And Saban's going to be on them all week after that because uh, I can't imagine Saban's happy with their performance on Saturday. Yeah, Georgia's about to catch that smoke and. You know, if if my Tennessee Vols could have swallowed their pride, Big Lane Kiffin would have crawled back to Knoxville. But that's <laughs> moving on. Him and Bruce Pearl coming back. Oh, that would be beautiful. <laughs> All right, our last fact or fiction. Uh, of course, uh, weather reports are showing that it's going to get a little cooler uh, this week. Uh, I think we're going to be down in the 40s on Friday. Love it. Perfect weather. Uh, so, fact or fiction for you, snow games are the best type of football games? That is incredibly um, fiction, Gambrell. That is just wow. just an awful, that is a freezing cold take. I don't know. The only possible snow game I might want to be a part of would be one at Lambeau. Um, but you've been to games that that it's just cold and it's it's miserable being there. Um, a good game to go to, let's say, might be next week when the Vols play Kentucky. It's going to be cool. You can throw a pair of jeans on it, a hoodie, maybe even a jacket. Um, but no, nobody wants to be nobody wants to be in the snow playing football. You've lost your mind. It's it's snow games are one hundred percent the best. Uh, I I can't debate. Also on jeans, 
a hot take. I've wore jeans one day in my life. I believe it. 100%. I believe it. Yeah, most of my my kids at school would probably tell you the same. Um, I do think snow games are awesome. Now, I will say this. It's probably, I would much rather watch one on TV than be at one. Uh, anytime any team is playing in the snow, I'm watching it. Uh, it just seems like it, it, it has the ability to make awful teams entertaining. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just a, a big snow fan. Big fan of winter. <laughs> it is my favorite season. Uh, however, the weather may change, but the great benefits that using Premier Physical Therapy can provide to you won't. Tell them a little bit about Premier, Chase. Let me tell you about our good friends at Premier Physical Therapy, the Premier Physical Therapist in your county. With three locations in Roan, Morgan, and Loudoun, Premier Physical Therapy clinics are owned, staffed, and managed by clinicians who were raised in those communities. They have a deep love for the area and strive to provide the absolute highest level of care and service to you, the client. Each treatment plan is designed specifically to help you achieve your goals, whether that's to return to sports or regain strength and function to maintain independence in your daily activities. If you've been injured or sidelined, give Premier Physical Therapy a call today. All right, we're back here on the Game Day podcast, going to uh, do a little housekeeping here. Uh, we are moving our picks segment to Thursday's episode. Makes more sense considering we go through the games on that day. Um, so we will have a little uh, tomfoolery here in this last segment. Uh, it'll be a, a potpourri of different things from week to week. Uh, this week, I'm going to put Chase on the spot here. I'm going to give him four quarterbacks. I'm going to ask him which one he would prefer. Then we'll do a, a big reveal of who the different quarterbacks are. Chase, are you ready for this uh, tough challenge I have laid out for you? If this is a trap and I pick Jared Garantano, I quit the show. But yes, I'm ready. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you the stats of four quarterbacks and tell you how long they played. I'm going to give you their stats over the course of that time, and then you're going to tell me uh, which of those players uh, you would like. I'm not going to use their names. Uh, we will reveal the names at the very end of the segment. Uh, if you're listening at home, feel free to play along here. All right, let's get into it. All right, quarterback A. Quarterback A played four years at the University of Tennessee. He has 5,760 yards uh, passing. He has negative 93 yards rushing. He has 40 touchdowns and 14 interceptions. All right. So what do you think about quarterback A so far? Quarterback A sounds like uh, sounds like Peyton, but... It, it sounds like Peyton? I, I like the yards. I like the... What was the touchdowns and interceptions? 40 to 40 14. and 14. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Now, Will, I'll go ahead and tell you this. Peyton Manning is not one of these quarterbacks. Okay. Um, so he, get... he threw for 11,000 yards while he was at oh, UT. So I felt bit, like a little bit better. I, I felt like that was a little bit of an outlier. So I didn't want to use that one. Okay. Okay. Shows what I know. All right. Here's your second quarterback. He played at four years for the University of Tennessee as well. 
He had 7,138 yards passing. He had 2,160 yards rushing. Ooh. He had 85 touchdowns and seven interceptions during that time. All right. What do you think about quarterback two? How many touchdowns did he have? 85. Ooh. That, that's rushing and passing. All right. I've moved from A to B. I'm hot on B right now. Okay. A's off Let's the move. list. Let's move on to quarterback C. This quarterback played three years for the Vols. He finished with 7,444 yards passing, negative 207 yards rushing. He had 70 touchdowns and 28 interceptions during his time at Tennessee. How do you feel about quarterback C? I think I like quarterback C. But I think I'm going to st- stick with B. You're going to stick with B? I think so. This is okay. this is going to be bad. Go ahead. You think it's going to be bad? No, I think I have a good feeling who it is, but let's I'm 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 with B. Okay. Let's go to the last quarterback. He played 4 years at the University of Tennessee. He has 8,700 yards passing. He had negative 227 yards rushing while he was at Tennessee. Sweet baby Jesus. He had 73 touchdowns. He also had 35 interceptions. What do you think about quarterback D? The interceptions threw you off, didn't it? It did. It felt really good with the 8,700 yards passing. Give me B, and I'm just going to guess... Okay. That you may guess. So let's, let's, yeah, let's see if let's see if you can guess who these people are. You want me to tell you who I think B and D were? Yeah, tell me who who your choice, your think, your number one. I think B might be Josh Dobbs. Yeah, that's correct. And then I'm going to say D. It was Tyler Bray. It was not Tyler Bray. Okay. But one of them is Tyler Bray. Which one was Tyler Bray? C? Tyler Bray was C. He was the only one that played three years. Okay. What a quarterback. I love me for Tyler Bray. <laughs> um, do you it? know who the other two are? No. Okay. A is your boy, Jarrett Garantano. I knew I dropped him like a bad habit. <laughs> Which, honestly, looking at the stats, could be a lot worse. Uh, when I looked up the interceptions, I was surprised. Uh, the one that sh- that stood out to me the most was Dobbs. Uh, how many rushing touchdowns and rushing yards he had? I guess I just didn't realize it at the time. The, the rushing touchdowns gave it away that that that, that was Dobbs. Uh, yeah, 80, 85 touchdowns. And I think I looked it up. Fifty three of them were passing. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. Dobbs very underappreciated, I think, until after he was gone. Do you okay? So there's one left. Do you know the quarterback that threw for eight thousand seven hundred yards? Hey, give me, give me, give me the rest of the stuff again. <laughs> Negative two hundred twenty-seven yards rushing, seventy-three touchdowns, thirty-five interceptions. Casey Clawson. It was not Casey Clawson. T. Rob. Uh, it was actually somebody that we were discussing before we went on the air tonight. Eric Ainge? Eric Ainge. Oh, Angie. So, 
a lot of so that those were our uh, our four vols that you had to choose from. Uh, it seems like you made the smart call going with Dobbs there. I think Dobbs uh, was somebody that even during his time at Tennessee, he may have been undervalued, but I don't think anybody questioned his talent and his leadership while he was here. No, no, not at all. I think, uh, you know, the backup quarterback's always the, the fan favorite, and I think once the backup quarterback got into the game, I think people realized, you know, that Josh Dobbs doesn't come around you know, every four years. Yeah, he's no Jonathan Crompton. No. <laughs> so uh, I hope you enjoyed uh, playing along with us in the uh, in this segment where we challenged Chase a little bit. Uh, expect this to pop up a little bit more. We'll continue to roll some vols out there, compare them, contrast them as we go on. Uh, any news and notes for the crowd out there, Chase? Just thanks, for, thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, chop on. we got to get the Braves to the World Series. Uh, like and follow us on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, subscribe to any kind of podcast, uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, anything like that. And just thanks for tuning in. Uh, also, um, big shout out to everybody listening out there. Uh, we had a really uh, good turnout for our last podcast. Seemed like a lot of people were interested in us casting the uh, Rome County football movie. We actually heard from a few of the coaches out there who uh, who liked what we were doing there. Uh, I know Coach K wasn't a fan, but uh, it seemed like it was pretty popular. People liked it, so content- I would expect that to, to keep popping up every once in a while. Um, but thank you so much for the support. It means so much to us. Uh, and we hope that you continue to listen from, uh, from this point forward, uh, episodes are going to start dropping at three o'clock instead of noon. Uh, it just seemed like it was easier on the schedule for you all. I heard a lot of people who said, you know, it, it may not be as easy, uh, getting the podcast at, at noon, uh, but three o'clock's perfect because if driving home and listening to it on the way home, it, It really helps us out a lot. So uh, thank you for the support. And uh, we will talk to you on Thursday with potentially a special guest. Fingers crossed. See you guys.